Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group. I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today's episode is about anxiety. I know a lot of us deal with anxiety, whether it's on a small scale or an extreme scale. Today's guest will help shine some light on how to deal with anxiety, how to let go of those deep fears, and how to shift your perception back to love. Her name is Corinne Zepko. Corinne is the author of From Anxiety to Love. As a licensed counselor and keynote speaker, she's helped thousands of individuals through her one-on-one counseling, weekly meditation classes for corporations, and the largest virtual conference of A Course in Miracles in the world through her organization, Miracle Share International. I really hope you enjoy this interview with Corinne Zepko. Here we go. Hi, Corinne. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Same. So tell me about your journey getting here. Like, what's your story about anxiety and A Course in Miracles, all of that? Oh, wow. So I was pretty much born with anxiety. I was diagnosed with my first anxiety disorder diagnosis at like one and a half, two years old. What? Yeah. (laughs) That was separation anxiety disorder. My Mm. poor mother apparently could not leave the room without me screaming my head off. And Mm. as I grew, I sort of grew out of the separation anxiety, but the anxiety went underground and kind of morphed and I like to think about fear as like a shapeshifter. It sort of mm-hmm. changes over time. And my anxiety when I was an adolescent was coming out as phobias and just a lot of intense worry. And mm-hmm. by the age of 12, I actually had an ulcer. So I wow. was really throughout most of my life at the high end of the anxiety spectrum. I think all of us to some extent know what anxiety is, but I was mm-hmm. living with it to like an extreme degree for a long time. Wow. And when I got to college, college age, you know, those years are a time when mental health issues can surface for a lot of us. And Mm -hmm. I was no exception. I started having panic attacks. I had learned that a student who I actually didn't even know died very suddenly. And it Mm. scared me. It unraveled Mm. me at the seams. I was just, you know, he was supposedly fine the night before at a party. And then he passed away the next morning due to a very sudden illness. And mm-hmm. I was just like, what, you know, how, how could that happen? How, what, what is that going to happen to me? And that day I remember feeling this spike of fear just come up through my body. I calmed myself down because I had finals, I think, and you know, a lot to do. And I made it through the day, but the next early, the next morning, 3am the next morning, it was as if I was punched in the stomach with stress hormones. I was I woke up at 3 a.m. gasping for air, shaking, trembling, sweating. I remember my knees were so shaky. It was hard for me to get down my bunk bed trying, and I was trying so hard to not wake up my roommate because I didn't know what was happening, and I didn't want to scare her or feel embarrassed. And I called my mom at that time, and my mom magically picked up the phone, even though it was 3 a.m., and we figured out that I was having a panic attack. I was Mm. just overwhelmed. You know, anybody listening – 
If you've had a panic attack, you know that to try to describe it to somebody who's never had one, it's like there's no words to get to the mm-hmm. depth of how just overwhelming and debilitating and scary it could be. I thought I was dying and so many people yeah. end up going to the emergency room because they think they're having a heart attack, but it ends up being anxiety because you know your heart races and you get maybe heart palpitations and it's just a rough, yeah. rough place to be. Panic attacks are just no fun. Mm-hmm. So at that time, leading up to that time actually, my mom was studying this spiritual pathway called A Course in Miracles and she'd occasionally try to talk to me about it. And back then, I wanted nothing to do with spirituality. I was like, talk to me in English like you used to. (laughs) I'd plug my ears, you know, with my fingers, and Mm -hmm. I'd literally be like, enough. Like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. But when I was just so desperate, when I was, like, feeling like I was never going to be myself again, that I was just losing it and losing my life and losing my mind, when my mom presented this – and it's a book. Of course, Miracles is a book. It's a spiritual text – When she presented it to me again and offered that night, actually, on the phone, she said to me, she's like, Corinne, she's like, this pathway, this Course in Miracles book is all about releasing fear and returning to the love, the peace, Mm. the joy that's already in all of us. It's just buried. We've just forgotten it. And when she presented it again, I was like, heck, yeah, I will try (laughs) anything to feel better because I was so terrified that I was never going to find my footing again. So yeah, that's where my journey with A Course in Miracles began. And I remember opening the book and reading some of the initial sentences and being like, huh? Like if anybody listening has read, tried to read A Course in Miracles, you know that it's kind of in a different language. It's really hard to understand, mm-hmm. but I get bits and pieces here and there that actually made me feel better. It actually brought some peace into my heart. And That's what motivated me to keep studying. So I started noticing that many of my anxieties, many of my fears started to just fall away. Mm. However, as I said before, fear is like that shapeshifter. It morphs, it changes until we get to the root of the fear, the source of the fear. It's free to come out in different forms. So as I was studying A Course in Miracles, I realized because I realized I was using it as a band-aid because in 2009, I actually went through another really horrendous episode of anxiety, like panic attacks, incessant worry. My stomach was in such a knot. It was hard to eat. Like I'm talking like knocked out on the couch from anxiety. And I realized then that I was using my spiritual practice, which was helping me more like a band-aid. I wasn't allowing it to transform me as deeply as it could, I would kind of just run to it, read something that made me feel better, put it down, and then go Mm, back to what I was doing. I realized in 2009 that I needed to start really integrating these teachings into my life, really turning toward my anxiety and facing Mm -hmm. it rather than trying to constantly run away from it. And it was at that time that I really started noticing now It was as if I was getting to the source of the fear. It was as if I was starting to get to that place where the fear was coming from. And so it was no longer popping out like that leaky pipe. It was no longer shape-shifting. It was starting to fall away and to release. And I started writing, and probably about 2010, 
about what was helping me, the exact principles of the Course mm-hmm. in Miracles that were helping me out of anxiety. And the result is my my book today, From Anxiety to Love. So wow. that's kind of the journey in a nutshell. No, no, no. That's amazing. So it sounds like, I mean, it's, I think it's, first of all, it's crazy. You've had anxiety like that your entire life, basically. But the thing is, you didn't actually face that anxiety and where it came from until much later on. I think I think a lot of people, when they have anxiety, they just try to calm themselves down, but they don't face, they don't dig deep. Like, why do I have this? What is the real fear where it comes from? For you, where did you find that your anxiety was stemming from? Great question. So I love how you just said about digging deep because those were actually my words that mm-hmm. I wanted something to dig so deep into my mind to exhume that place where the fear was coming from. And my perspective is very much influenced by A Course in Miracles. And so I look at that that source of fear as a belief that I or we are separate from love, that we are separate from each other. You know, we have this belief Mm -hmm. we're walking around experiencing ourselves as these separate bodies, thinking that, you know, love is something that maybe we'll know later. And As I started really diving into this idea of this belief in my mind where I think that I'm separate from love, where I'm separate from peace, and started looking at that with a part of my mind that I call your inner therapist, and we can talk about that in a little bit, as I started to dig to this place, looking at this belief in separation, that to me is that core belief that that many of us, that maybe all of us have on some deep level in our minds where we think that we are separate from love. And when I say love, I mean love with a capital L. I'm talking like the love of the universe, like something bigger than just romantic love. Mm-hmm. It's it's an experience that I think we all have touched upon when we have those experiences of being in the flow or those peak experiences or when we lose all track of time and just feel you know, so engaged, so uplifted maybe by what we're doing, that peace that just comes from deep within us. It's it love. It's greater than you know what we usually experience on a daily basis. So as we cultivate this awareness of love, which is already in us, that's where I truly believe that the anxiety falls mm-hmm. away. Yeah, let's let's talk about love because it seems like in our culture, love is something people are always searching for. They're always trying to find that that happiness, that peace. But you say that we're not separate from love. It's what we have within. So how how do you? discover that? How do you tap into that? Great question. So culturally and just in the world in general, we are absolutely 100% taught, and you can just turn on any commercial to see this in action. We're taught that when we have something, when we have something outside of us, when we have that right car or that special bottle of perfume. <laughs> so we smell, you know, just so attractive, or we have that right relationship or the right job or the right house, then we'll be happy. Then we'll mm-hmm. find that love. And the ego, which is really nothing more than this fearful thought system in our minds, of course, miracle says that the ego's motto is seek, but do not find meaning. We're constantly trying to find something outside of ourselves to fill that void that we feel within because what we're really looking for is the love that's within. So, you know, we can only find that satisfaction and that peace, that joy, that love inside of ourselves. So how do we find that love within? This is where I feel 
that there's many spiritual pathways that will bring us to this place. There's many different types of meditation practices that can bring us to this place. And we all need to find what works for us. For me, it was this pathway of A Course in Miracles. It just really clicked with me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it helped me start to feel in touch with who I really am and feel in touch with that love, recognizing that I can't find it anywhere out there and that I can mm-hmm. find it within. So when I can get quiet and learn how to be with myself and fully accept myself as I am, that's how we start to tap into this love that's within all of us. All right, let's take a break with our sponsor, Casper. Did you know the average person spends one third of her life sleeping? That's a huge part of your life, so you should be comfortable. Sleep is so important for your health and wellness, so consider paying more attention to your mattress. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves and provide supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. Their breathable design helps keep you cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. Casper also offers a wide array of other products like pillows and sheets. Their prices are really affordable because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. Buying a mattress is a major decision, so Casper makes it easy with their 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. That way, you can be sure of your purchase and get a hassle-free return if you're not completely satisfied. If you want to try out a Casper mattress, you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com lavendare and using the promo code lavendare at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Again, go to casper.com slash lavendare and use the promo code lavendare. So nowadays, do you still have that anxiety or is it completely like just gone? (laughs) I live now with that level of anxiety light years away from me. I haven't had a panic attack or you know, had that high degree of anxiety in years. Now Mm -hmm. I joke around, I still have an amygdala in my brain, meaning, you know, I still can experience that fight or flight response and Mm -hmm. sometimes get nervous or like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. And I can totally lapse into that fearful voice. However, that extreme, you know, high end of the spectrum that I was describing before I'm now doing things that I honestly never thought I'd be capable of. And the best example, the most mind-blowing example to me is now my ability to fly on an airplane by myself without medication, Mm -hmm. totally relaxed, even when there's Mm -hmm. turbulence. And that (laughs) is huge because... (laughs) Success. Yes. I used to be like medicated and meditating the whole time and, you know, Mm -hmm. gripping my husband's hand and wouldn't even fly alone. And, you know, now I can do those things all by myself without medicine, not even needing to meditate, just feeling that peace. So that's, that's a big deal to me. (laughs) That really is a big deal. Cause it's like, you went from like black to white, like it's, it's completely a different story. So for people out there who do have anxiety, whether it's on the extreme level or maybe not so extreme, how would you recommend them start out to kind of release those fears? What are the first steps or first shifts in your mindset? Great question. So a few things come to mind, and this this touches on the process that I teach in my book, that beginning to release our anxiety, first we have to recognize we have two thought systems in our mind. We have the thought system of fear, which I also call ego in my book, and that's what A Course in Miracles refers to this fearful thought system as, and we know this well already. This is the thought or the voice in our minds that says, I'm not good enough. 
they've got it better. I should be doing more. I should be feeling differently than I am. You know, I'm, I should look different. I should act different. It's that judgmental, fearful voice that keeps us small. It keeps us Mm. out of our magnitude. It limits us. And we all struggle with that. And, And I know that we all know that voice well. We have to also recognize, however, that we have a very different thought system in our mind right now. And it's something that we can access. And you can call it the voice of love. I call it your inner therapist because it's Mm. this thought system that's in our minds that remembers where love is. It remembers that we are made of this divine love here and now. And this thought system, you might even just call it your intuition or your wise mind. We have the power to tap into that mind, to turn to that mind, to let that mind guide us. I love referring it to as your inner guidance system because that's really what Mm -hmm. it is. We have the power to turn to that and say, hey, I want you to be in charge. (laughs) I want love to Mm. be in charge instead of fear. So when we're struggling with fear and anxiety, we first have to recognize that that fearful voice is the ego voice. And it's not Mm -hmm. who we are. That love abides within us and we have that power to choose. So step number one is just recognizing that there's those two voices. Step number two, I now this actually ties into a three-step process that I talk about in my book. And I'm presenting it now as step number two, but in my book Mm -hmm. it's actually step number one. Okay. The the next step is finding your willingness. So Whatever you're struggling with, if it's an anxiety, if it's a um, feeling of depression, if it's a relationship problem, are you willing to see it differently? Mm. And you might say, yes, yeah, I'm totally willing to see it differently. You know, I don't need to keep seeing it the same way. Or if you're totally honest, you might not be willing to see it differently. If it's a relationship problem, heck, they were a jerk. They're (laughs) wrong and I'm right and I don't want to see it differently. So, you know, we might not be willing in that case. We can always ask ourselves, am I willing to be willing to see this differently? (laughs) And then there we might say, yeah, I can be willing to be willing. (laughs) So that's just a little, a little trick to find your willingness. Okay. So, but but at the end of the day, find a way to be willing to see things a different way. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Finding our willingness. The next step that I talk about in the book is to Give our willingness to our inner therapist. So giving your willingness to see Mm -hmm. differently to your wise mind, to your inner guidance system and saying, help, (laughs) I want a miracle instead. You know, I want a new perception. Mm -hmm. I want a loving perception. And then the third step is to trust that we've asked for the guidance. And of course, Miracles teaches the answer is given the moment we ask. If we're not hearing it, it's because we're not ready or we still have another, you know, maybe block of fear that's in the way. We can trust that we'll receive that guidance the moment that we're ready. So that's sort of the, actually the healing process that I use for everything, not just anxiety, but whether your anxieties are small or big, I would encourage people to just experiment with this, this process and see what happens. Yeah. So can you go over it again? So the first step is to be willing. Yeah. And then after that, be willing, find your willingness. Mm -hmm. Step two Turn to your inner therapist and ask, give your, give your willingness to your inner therapist and ask for the miracle. Mm. That's step two. And step three is to trust that it's done. Trust that it's done. So when you say ask for the miracle, what exactly does that mean? What that means, a miracle is not necessarily this poof, you know, something just manifests mm-hmm. out of nothing. 
I'm actually referring to a miracle as A Course in Miracles defines it, which is in one of two ways. A miracle is a shift in perception from seeing with fear to seeing with love instead. So a shift in perception Mm. from fear to love. Or the much more frequent definition in A Course in Miracles is that miracles are expressions of love. So every time we express Mm. love, we are performing miracles. We're calling out the oh. love in another person for that to, you know, yeah. be met with, with love. We're joining with the light in another person. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean when I say miracle. Right. So it's like shifting your perspective from fear to love. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Which is a lifelong journey because with every situation, I mean, you could do that. For sure. It's a moment to moment practice also. Because mm-hmm. in any given moment, again, that fearful voice is going to want to hop right back in <laughs> and do its thing yeah. and take over. And so this really very much is a moment-to-moment practice and absolutely a lifelong journey. It's not like we just mm-hmm. get into that state of love and stay there. Life happens yeah. on a daily basis. And so we're going to hit bumps in the road and challenges. But I always like to view those as opportunities to practice these principles rather than seeing them as setbacks. Yeah. And it's so simple. It's just whenever you feel fear or anxiety or some sort of negativity, just like you said, be willing to see it differently and and try to focus on love, right? Yes. Yes. And remembering that that love is a feeling within you. Mm -hmm. It's a it's not something we're seeking outside of ourselves, but it's it's a feeling. I feel it in like the core of my being. Yeah. It's, it's a feeling that comes from within. And right. the more we extend that love, you know, I can think of some examples where in my own life, I came from fear and therefore was met with fear or judgment. Like I was coming already from a fearful place. And so then, you know, the person that I was interacting with had some kind of like, you know, negative reaction. When I come from a place of feeling calm and grounded and loving, I'm essentially drawing that out of the other mm-hmm. person. And they they mm-hmm. might respond with kindness or compassion or love Yes, because I yeah. came from that first. So this is where it's a moment to moment practice. Yeah, totally. So you also do have a podcast. It's also called From Anxiety to Love. I'm curious what has been one of the most groundbreaking or mind-blowing pieces of advice that you've learned from your guests. Oh, what a great question. And that's a hard question to answer because everybody has just given (laughs) something. Yeah, everybody's given something so different. Cindy Renard is a author. She's a musician. She's a course teacher. If anybody knows Gary Renard, he's a very well-known author. He wrote The Disappearance of the Universe. I had Cindy on the show and she and I had a lot in common with our anxiety history and also with finding so much help from A Course in Miracles. And one Mm. of the things that she said that I really resonated with was just that she's always had an innate sense of trust in the universe. Mm. And I was like, wow, you know, that's really beautiful because if we can remember, for those of us who can identify with that, and it's okay if you can't, but if we can remember that the universe is something that we can actually trust in when we're, again, coming from that place of trust and, to me, that means also calmness and groundedness, Mm -hmm. we have experiences that sort of reinforce that. When we come from a place of lack of trust, you know, of not trusting the universe at all, we see experiences that reinforce that belief. So it's always 
a matter of looking at where am I coming from, from the get-go? You know, what are the beliefs in my mind in terms of where I'm coming from and how can I come from maybe a more positive place to be able to then see more positive experiences mm. in my life and appreciate those experiences? That's a good one, actually. Yeah, because it's it really like your beliefs are reflected back to you. So if you trust the universe, then your experiences will reflect that and vice versa. Because I know a lot of people have a hard time trusting the universe, especially people who like to control everything. And this is how I've been in the past where you want everything to go your way. And when it doesn't, it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's absolutely. It, yeah. So learning to trust the universe is is a huge lesson. It is. It is. And again, mm-hmm. it's an ongoing, ongoing practice. It doesn't yeah. mean that we sit back and do nothing. I think yeah. that you know, there's still a call to action in trusting that we are going in the direction of good. You know, we're go- there are people, lots of people working to bring more kindness and more love and compassion into the world, and we can take part of that. But this, this trust is, yeah, really, really important. And recognizing that that perspective, those beliefs that we're coming from, like you said, the beliefs that we come from are what show up in our experience. Mm, yeah. Wow. So do you have any last thoughts or pieces of advice that you want to leave our listeners with? I would love to leave everybody with a quote from my book. This is a phrase that my stepdad actually said to me when I was knocked out on the couch with anxiety. I remember I had dark circles under my eyes. My mascara was like dried, you know, from crying down my cheeks. And he looked in my eyes and he said, Corinne, The light in you is too bright to fail. Mm. And I say that to everybody listening now, no matter what your struggle is, no matter what your problem is, no matter how impossible it seems to come back to peace or joy or to find that again, the light in you is too bright to fail. Wow, that's so beautiful. (laughs) And it's so reassuring to hear because I think a lot of people go through those times where they don't know if they can believe that they can bounce back or yeah. y- you know what I mean there's yeah yeah but it's I love it <laughs> the light in you is too bright to fail yeah and I always just so want to instill that hope in people because it feels like yeah. it can be so hard to bounce back from our experiences but yeah. if we can look at this whole world as our classroom you know earth school mm-hmm. we're here to grow mm-hmm. we're here to learn and we're here to express love and so I just am so grateful for the work that you're doing and for helping others to really become those miracle workers and uh, those forces of love in the world. We need it. (laughs) Thank you so much. No, thank you too for everything that you do and for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Lastly, where can our listeners find you online? My website is fromanxietytolove.com. It's my book title. And I love hanging out probably on Instagram and Facebook the most. My handle is Corinne Zupko on Instagram and czupco.acim on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much. And everyone listening out there, make sure to check out Corinne at those links. We'll post them in our show notes down below. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Love you all so much. Bye. Bye.